0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, driving passion for sport and communities throughout Ireland and abroad.
0: We may not be able to get in on the sporting action like we're used to, but we can get in on some exclusive offers from Renault. To celebrate their second year as official car partner of the GAA, Renault is offering a range of special offers on their new and used vehicles, exclusive to all GAA Club members. So now, you can take home the win right to your door. Check out renault.ie forward slash GAA to find out more. A,
2: a, a grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale, just remember
0: that then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come
2: on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy
0: Moran into the game. Listen, it's and now roaring. And I can tell you, tell you, there won't be a Kyle declare for at least a week. It's the first week in December, and the All-Ireland Senior Football Semi Finals are about to be played. And in keeping with this most strange of years, it's exactly the same pairings as 100 years ago. Tipperary v Mayo and Dublin v Cavan. We will be previewing both games and we will also be looking at an extraordinary few days of managerial appointments and much else besides. Hello everyone, you're very welcome to the Irish Examiner Gaelic Football Show. My name is Paul Rouse and I'm joined here today as usual by Usheen McConville, the former Armagh footballer and by Kieran Sheehan, the Cork footballer. And we're also joined by a very special guest, Stephen Rochford, currently coach and selector with the Donegal footballers, and of course, previously manager of the Mayo footballers when they came so close to defeating Dublin in 2016 and 2017. We're going to look at the Dublin versus Cavan game later in the show. But first up, it's Tipperary and Mayo. Kieran Sheehan, if you were managing Tipperary, how would you go about beating Mayo? Um there's a couple of
1: things, I suppose, Paul. Um, uh, I think the the most most alarming one for me is is their setups and matchups. Matchups are going to be crucial for this game, I think. You know, w- with the likes of of Sweeney, Quinlevin, and Reardon in a forward line, very dangerous players. In order to 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 get the best out of them, I think it'll be very interesting to see how Mayo set up on them. Now, in relation to to how tip deal with this I think from from, from the outset I think the likes of, it'll be a case of Keegan going to Sweeney uh, Durkin going to to Quinlevin and maybe McLaughlin going to Reardon um, now I think how they how they manage this will be important I suppose that the biggest thing here is what O'Reardon does by coming into this team is allows Quinlevin to play more time inside with Sweeney and potentially Reardon going inside as well with Sweeney I don't think Sweeney will come outside of 45, I think we'll, they'll try to keep him as close to goal as they can. But if they can interchange that trio and keep kind of rotating guys, I think that'll make it a little bit more difficult for Mayo. You know, maybe pulling Durkin back, back into that full back line. and But still having that kind of presence in the in half-hour line with Quinlevin or Reardon there as well, like, you know, in, in relation to the high ball. But I think that's going to be hugely important and um, how they how they get that right. Um, in relation to Tip's, tips own matchups, it's it's a very tough one. Um, I think Mayo obviously stacked with you know very very good forwards and pacey forwards. What I did notice from Tip is they were very team defence orientated. What
0: Kevin, do you mean by that?
1: Ke- from Kevin Fahy, for example, right, uh, was playing centre back for Tip at the last day against Cork, and I thought his his ability to orchestrate and organise from that centre-back position was very very impressive um i'd say he had a fairly sore throat the day after he was just shouting and roaring setting guys up pulling we'll say okay so we will call it the, the the wrong side of where the game is being played pulling that half back tucking him in allowing him to press the to where the ball is and it allowed that bit of protection coming across the ground so you're almost closing in the space and keeping the pressure on one side of the pitch. Um, and I thought he was just able to pull back the midfielders. He was pulling back Liam Casey, Stephen O'Brien, time and time again. And they almost ended up having the plus two at all times. And it just setting up defensively, I think, was, was crucial to them. The last thing I think will be crucial to them against Mayo as well, May, mainly because of the pace of Mayo. Um, I think Mayo's attack is, you know, when it's going, it's, it's really going in relation to Durkin and McLaughlin. When they're up and running, they just go for it. And I think that I think that's, that's another factor that's going to be hugely important for Tip is when you talk about turnovers. Now, I know most teams will look at turnovers, where they turn over the ball, how they turn over the ball. But in relation to Tip on the weekend, I think they'll, they'll concede a, a deeper turnover versus a shallow turnover against the likes of Mayo. Because if you're turning over the ball by trying a high ball into the likes of Sweeney, Quinlevin, it gives you more time to set up behind the ball. If you turn over the ball in the midfield, the likes of Mayo will punish you. Um, you know They'll move the ball quickly, by hand, by foot. They'll run at you. And I think that, that's, that would be a concern um, for Tip. So going into this game, I'd imagine they will try to slow the game down as much as possible. The flip side of that is, I'd imagine Mayo will, will go hard and, and try beat them with their pace. But it, it, is, it is something that, that Tip, I think, will have to plan for. Um, in relation to how they're going to approach the game and play the game, and they've done that really well the last day as well. In relation to you know taking the right options, um, you know, Quinn Levin, you know, has a bit of a license to to have a go, you know, from anywhere, but he's highly capable of of, of scoring as well as we saw the last day.
0: Uh, Kieran, we've asked O'Shea to 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 set up Cavan to beat Dublin later yep. in the later in this show, but and we we'll, we will we'll come Thanks to that later that. but i want to <laughs> yeah yeah i want to ask usheen what he thinks of kiran's plan there
3: yeah no I, I like it i just think you know when i looked at this game the first thing i looked at was the retention of kickouts and uh, i think both teams the last day, um their numbers are quite high i think they will be happy with the way things things went um and i, I would think that Particularly Mayo, who have a bit of a history in it, would would put be putting a lot more pressure on those temporary kickouts. And I think um, the only thing about that is that I sort of fancy uh, a temporary around the middle, um, not just from not winning clean ball, just but but uh, like if you look at, at that midfield that, that Mayo have at the minute, you know if 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 in doubt they go to Ruan and he. he, he Nine times out of ten, especially the last day, he was able to come up with the goods. Uh, Loftus, uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. And uh, I'd fancy temporary to jump him in the middle. And and I suppose if I was looking at, you know, where Mayo could really, really break the back of this game would be on those temporary kickouts. Now, the same applies on the opposite side. I think if there was, you know, uh, a dramatic press that on on Mayo's kickouts that temporary would, as I say, fancy themselves in there. I think uh, O'Reardon, I think, you know, with another with that 75 minutes under his belt, he I think he can be a lot better than he was because, you know, he, he, like, he didn't really hit the heights. I know he, he took a lot of plaudits after the game, but, you know, he wasn't that great for probably 50 or 55 minutes of the game. So I think... Having looked back on the, I actually looked back on the corner final uh, the other day and I thought, you know, when Mayo were really in bother, they were able to get the ball away. And I think, you know, if Tipperary put, put a bit more of a press on, you know, there's an opportunity there for, uh, there's an opportunity there for them to, to make some hay. But uh, I think the supporting cast of, of Tipperary just have to be better. Like, I look look at the, the, the scores. You look at Sweeney got seven the last day. I know two of those were frees. Quinn Levin got five. One of those was freeze. I mean, Mayo have the ability to clamp those two boys down. And I'm just not sure about the supporting cast. Um, and you think, I actually think Keegan will go to Quinn Levin. And I think Barrett will pick up Sweeney. Um, but like, if you look at the first couple of balls, and we I know we talked about this last week, but if you look at the first couple of balls that. Um, they went into Sweeney the last day. I mean, what a star for a full forward. First of all, he's getting on the ball. He's got the confidence to kick the score. You know, he's got loads and loads of space. He's not going to be afforded that. Mayo are a lot more aggressive in the tackle. Um, they're a lot more up in your face. Uh, they're probably a lot more in tune with playing man-to-man football. I mean, they've gone toe-to-toe with the best and, and almost got over the line. So that's where I think Mayo will, you know, sort of hold all the aces, that they're not going to give Sweeney and Quinn live, Quinn live in the, the, the room that they had. And then I'm worried about the support and cast of, of Tipperary.
0: Stephen, do you did you think of playing Conor Loftus midfield?
3: Um, no. Um, uh, and he'd be a club
2: man on my own, but he, he did. And he hadn't played club even at midfield until this year. So... You know, I suppose no more than, than than one or two other players in the Mayo squad having come through the club championship. Probably um, uh, Connor being deployed in the middle of the field for the club, in which they they they, they went on to the the quarterfinals. Probably shaped James's thoughts uh, in relation to in relation to that. Just on the on, on the two lads earlier points, Paul, um, I would totally agree with Ushins in relation to uh, I think Tipperary have an overdependence on Conor Sweeney and, um, and Michael Quinlevin. N- none of the other starting forwards on either the days against Limerick or uh, against Cork scored, uh, scored from play. Um, Mayo, e- even a good day for, 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 for a, a forward getting two or three points from play can be a good day. And in that, the others need to share the load. Uh, they need to get... Uh, the Kennedys coming in with a point or two the need to get um, a Brian Fox with a point and he is liable to get come on the end of a end, on the end of a move got the, obviously got the winner against Limerick um, so they do need to spread that load across because I think uh, on those defensive matchups for, for, for Mayo mayo have more options even if we say as Oshin may suggest that Keegan start him I think Paddy Durkin will actually start on Quinlevin. Uh, I think they'll they'll be keen to keep the full back line as it is uh, with Lee and 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 uh, Oshin Mullen and, and Chris Barrett. I think Barrett will pick up Sweeney also, uh, same as Kieran. Um, and in that, it, it gives them just a bit of flexibility to be able to move the matchups if 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 guys are struggling uh, and if Tipperary go with a, a Quinlevin and um, and uh, Sweeney inside for a period of time I think then maybe you may, might see Lee picking up uh, Quinlevin in that sense I also think uh, funny enough you know with all the big guys that Tipperary have in the middle third they've actually struggled on their long kick out they actually haven't been too bad on their short kick out retention and it's funny that's Mayo's strength as well so it's how the teams have probably prepared and I certainly think Mayo will have spent a little bit of time on getting that balance right about having, when they have to go along how they do that you know they have options and maybe bringing Jeremiah O'Connor and Aidan O'Shea into the middle of the field for a period just to get a bit of primary possession, and if Mayo start to strike uh, and get 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 a, a bit of a foothold in the middle of the field, I think the, the the I suppose what's been a feature certainly in James's times and Mayo is 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 that. Real pace coming from defence. Um, you know, five, six of them there come, can come forward, uh, and it's very hard then for for maybe those
3: big guys in the middle of the field for Tipperary to track those continuously. Stephen, can I ask just on the on the uh, the Quinn one, If he, if he does end up, if Dorkin does end up on him, the first thing like uh, if I was managing against. Well I have actually managed against someone we didn't make much of a festival, but <laughs> if I just managed against Paddy Dorkin I think that he's uncomfortable in the full back lane and take him in there, would you think at that stage that that Mayo would change it up, they wouldn't let that that match up happen inside? Is that what you're yeah? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think they'll they'll uh they'll they'll switch
2: Lee onto him then at that at that at that point. Um and I think, you know, Michael Quinlan's positioning out around the, the 40 has been really, really positive and certainly hit a, a number of scores, um, uh, fabulous scores against Cork, you know, from distance, right and, and left side of the pitch. Um, so I'd say David Power will be reluctant to move him in there, uh, if only maybe at the start to see if they can get something out there, maybe change it up, see how may I react. Uh, and it may interchange. There might be periods going to be inside and outside. But I would think that the way that they they have this, the team set up is that that he'll spend the majority of the time on the forty. My my my, my only
1: concern would be with um, uh, Barrish going to Sweeney. Uh, I just noticed against Cork they they actually tried quite a few high balls in kind of cross field high balls to to Sweeney, um, and he's actually quite a big guy um, and is well able to fetch a ball and. And just, I think, and this is purely my opinion, I think they will set up a kind of a, they'll want to control the pace of the game and and waiting for the right opportunity to, to hit a ball into Sweeney, to win a mark, for example, um, and, and, and just keep chipping away at it. I, I think that's going to be a real option for for Tipperary. Um, and I, I would be a small bit, like I know Keegan might be a little bit better under a high ball um, than Chris, but, I, I just it would be a small concern. I don't know what you think on
2: that, Stephen. But um... I think the what what two things are sort of shaping my thoughts on that are are one is I think Chris will be more physical actually in defensive for the smaller of the three guys in there. He's way more physical than 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 yeah. the other two. He he it won't bother him that a guy is six for four or five for four. He'll mm. tear into them. He'll get hip to hip. He'll struggle. He'll break the ball off, and then they'll have yeah. the pace to to pick up the crumbs. I think also. One thing I think that Mayo will be pushing is that Tipperary have operated out of Division Three, and you know again, it, television doesn't always give you the, the 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 sense, but I think the the Mayo will be saying that they're going to ratchet up the intensity on on, on this game. Um, they're not going to give the space uh, in the middle third, I think, to to Tipperary to launch in those balls coming from uh, diagonals. Uh, and I think that 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 will be near that will be nearly their number one priority is that they are going to tear in and set the rules of engagement, um, and and you absolutely see why that that will be the case. Lay down the marker, and Mayo have, in you know, all of their games, have got off to a really uh, probably apart from the the the, the drone game in the National League, in, in the in their five games uh, uh, from the National League to to the kind of final, uh, they've had a really strong opening fifteen. Uh, minutes up to the water break and I'm sure that that'll be a priority for them going in um, and, and sort of again s- set those rules of engagement that they're not going to give any time to Tipperary uh, and they'll have identified as well who's going who, who are the guys that are typically get their head up and look for those diagonals as well
0: is there something different about Mayo this year
2: um well obviously the 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 sprung a couple of new faces in there that has certainly given them that bit of energy um the you know they've, they've got at least one new face on each line um which which gives it its own impetus i think you know you have uh, certainly in, in in Lee Keegan you know you've got a guy that, that has that is his, his injury problems we say of last year and the year before are are now seemingly behind him and he's he's got a got a, a lot more um, game time into him and, and, and Oshim Mullen um also coming in and, and I think they have a confidence. I, I saw them uh against Tyrone uh in the league and although they 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 lost that game, they were very, they were unlucky. Like they could have come they could have won that game by a point as much as, as lost it. So I'd say there's a great bit of confidence in the group and they certainly see there's an opportunity there to, to to get back into a a final and I think there's you know we've we've all been involved in a team that has confidence. It's worth two or three points to you. Um it 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 definitely keeps you on the front foot and that's the type of game that they that they 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 want to play um, and there's a sharpness that, that in their game. We played them actually, we, we, Donegal, we played them in a, in a challenge match back in, 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 I think it was the first weekend maybe in October uh, and I could see that there was a real cut in, in them. I think um, there's a big intensity on their defensive stuff starting in the full forward line. I think they'll, they'll be comfortable to give Tipperary some short kickouts to cut out the risk of, of, of Tipperary dominating in the middle of the field. But I, you'll see them ushering teams to the sideline, using the sideline. Uh, and they've done some basketball work. And I think you'll see um, them sort of cutting off angles and, and trying to to harry Tipperary into, into sort of cul-de-sacs and blind alleys, turning them over. And then they get the Paddy Durkins and the McLaughlins and, and, uh, and even Lee Keegan and that coming on a turnover ball from the middle of the field. And then the pitch just opens up in front of them.
0: So, so, I do take the point that they're newer, but are they better?
2: Um, I mean, well, look, I put it like this, Paul. They've won a kind of championship, and, we, and they haven't won one for five years. So, uh, some silverware in, in that sense says that they're 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 better. Um, I think this year's championship is obviously a little bit. Um, difficult to 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 get a full sense of confidence on 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 any team as regards where they are I think the super rates and that always allowed you to be a bit more confident around what form was and and certainly with games over a a, a four or five week period they're coming so quick you don't know teams can can go out of form in four weeks I know a team that went out of form in eight days but um in, in 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 that sense um you know they're a confident bunch they're certainly playing on the front foot. Uh, they're get they've got a great mixture of, of, of that bit of youth uh, and and experience. Um, and I think I, I, confidence for me is, is is a big thing in saying that they're they're better positioned this year. Last year, they remember they lost three games in the championship, uh, and they're now on a bit more of a winning streak going into this weekend.
0: We've spoken about matchups and the importance of getting matchups right. Is two. It's too much attention played to matchups as against the, the manner in which you, a team approaches a game. Number 1 and number 2, have you ever have you ever set a team up and seen the way the opposition have come over with a matchup on your player and thought, "Oh, I can't believe you've done that." Thank you very much. Um yeah, I think I think
2: uh you know, w- w- when, when setting up your team, I think there's always just Three or four things to, to do. I think. I think trying to orchestrate the fourteen matchups will leave you uh, missing pieces of the jigsaw inevitably. Um, and that you try and re, re, you know read both three of them, and then you know you you always have to understand that you're not going to control all of them. All right. Um, the I, I suppose uh, the, there's one against Dublin probably in 2017 when 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 Dean Rock actually started at right half forward. In in that one, didn't see that one necessarily coming. Are um, you disappointed to see that? Um, I, I still think he scored three points. So unless <laughs> they played him at wing back,
0: might know, have come all right.
2: Uh, it might have been all right, but but again, you can't control that. I think that was a team which they started on O'Gara uh, at full forward, and you know once that happens, then there's some obvious things then that 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 need to be moved. Um, but but I think it's only ever one part of your plan. if you get absolutely hung up on trying to manipulate all the matchups, I think you lose distraction. It's no more than, you know, I think sometimes in, in analysis, we all, we also over egg that the whole kickout element and certainly on the opposition kickouts, right. This whole thing. I think that the, the, the most thing you can control is your own kickout and you can work on that. And you, you know, then that there's, a plan, everybody should be on the same wavelength around what your plan is for, for your kick-out, and whilst you may do uh, and, and challenge the opposition's kick-out, the thing you can most control is your own, and that's where the, the most focus is in, and I would expect Mayo to have done a lot of work uh, in relation to that, uh, to be able to, in some ways, suck in Tipperary on the short kick-out options in order to create the space maybe even behind the half-back line for, for, again, a Kevin McLaughlin or a Ryan O'Donoghue or Jeremy O'Connor to, to find pockets and give them that balance between going uh, short, middle and, and long.
0: O'Shean, did you ever get a surprise when someone walked over to you before a match? Uh, to mark me? Yeah.
3: Yeah. A few times, especially towards the end of my career, uh, they will put nippy cornerbacks on me and I... I uh, I didn't, they didn't need to put a nippy corner <laughs> back on me. Um, did, you ever,
0: did you ever feel rankly insulted when you saw someone coming over to Mark? <laughs> uh,
3: not really, no, because I suppose when I first joined, I'm uh, Damon Marsden. I, I used to like playing along with Damon Marsden because their top marker would always go to Damon Marsden. And, uh, and I remember we went to Donegal in 1999 and that had just turned on its head. And uh, and I was I, I was I got I had a rough time with it a rough time with that day, but uh, generally speaking, like the, the, I suppose the key for that is for me is just having as many good players in that forward lane as you can. Um, and I was lucky enough down through the years. Stevie was was playing well, and again, you know, he would have talked a little bit of the, uh, you know, the attention away from me. So, but I, was I surprised? We played. Bridget's in a in a in a semi final in Mullingar. Down in yeah. Mullingar, yeah, great game. I can't, I can't remember uh, the lad's name, but he, he he was wearing number eight, and I seen him coming towards me. I was injured going into the game; anyway, I didn't last. I uh, uh, only lasted about twenty minutes. In the Kevin Mc Tate,
0: uh, Kevin McState leading yeah, to Brendan O'Brien, yeah.
3: Um, so he came into me, but like I just felt, I wish I hadn't been fit because. Uh, I definitely could have turned that on his head but uh, I wasn't fit and it looks as like if he'd done a brilliant job with me. So uh, so I suppose I was surprised that day but generally generally speaking like you know when you when like I always talk it as a compliment you know if somebody's coming in and is having a go at you straight away you know just take it as a compliment and that's what I'd be telling you know lads now is that you know somebody coming in and having a go at you like you know they're, they're worried about you you know they're, they're going to give you special attention so um, in that regard the matchups thing is a is a strange one because you know you can plan for matchups for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden there's a battle of wills on the pitch because they want to pick up your man you want to pick up somebody else and and I suppose the tendency or uh, sometimes for me is I see a matchup that I don't particularly like well I give it five minutes <laughs> just in case just in case I feel as works but you won't do that in the full-back line. You suppose you can do you can maybe get away with it anywhere else in the pitch, but if it's something you don't like in the fullback then you got you gotta do it there and then, you know.
0: If you talk to people in Tipperary, everybody who I've spoken in Tipperary over the last couple of weeks will say that John Maher is the best fullback in Tipperary. He left the senior football panel at the beginning of October to play with the hurlers. He's a brilliant hurler. Lockmore, Casalini, dual player with both players. He'd played in the successful All-Ireland minor-winning team of 2011. He played with the under-21s. Would you have brought him into the panel for this weekend? I don't think he could. I don't think he could. I think, you know, he's made his
3: decision at that stage. It's short, such a short so short season. Uh, it's very, very difficult to... to it degrade him. It's, it you know you're worried about the upheaval that it causes. Once in a I lifetime
0: know, opportunity to get to an All Ireland final, and this man.
3: I, I, but I know what the counter argument and the counter argument is is reared. Uh, I'm bringing him back in, and how the fact you know how the, the on the face of it, they seem everybody seems accepting of it. Uh, you know, Declan Brown talked about that last week, and and uh, what a massive decision that was in order to do that. Uh, but I think. It's too late in the day now, you know. Mark Keane,
0: Mark Keane, Cork would not have beaten Kerry if Mark Keane hadn't been brought in.
3: Yeah, no, I I, 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 do get, I do get all that, but I'm only saying just for the, for the, for the fact that, you know, temporary have chosen not to, choose, not to have him there. Okay, for the, for the, for the monster final, like to bring him in now, I think would be a mistake. Because, and the reason why I think it would be a mistake, not because of his ability, I get his ability. And I get the fact that he can add, add value big time. But I do think that uh, all of what the, they have created, that team at this moment in time, and the momentum to, to create it, that you know, you're taking a bigger risk by taking him in than you are by not taking him in. If that, so, if that makes any
0: sense whatsoever. Yes, it does. So, so after the Leinster final, if you're Jack McCaffrey and you've, you've texted Desi <laughs> Dolan and say, I'm available, Desi, I'm flying. you taking him back.
3: I hope he didn't text Desi Dolan. i oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been
3: waiting, <laughs> waiting for six weeks for that.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to cut that, Desi. Larry. Desi,
2: if he tells you that Mickey Graham is your man from Boys on,
0: I get my coat here. No, um, so he texts Desi Farrell, and he says, Desi, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm available. Yeah. But I think well,
2: you're, you're, you're 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 listening to a lot of rumors above in Dublin. I think
0: because uh, <laughs> well, it did go around the county here, right? It did go around yeah. the county here that Jack was back in playing B games, and I personally I don't believe it. But well,
2: you know, I, I think in, in fairness, either uh, somebody's well able to, to 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 cook up the stories in, in in Dublin, or they're able to offer a good distraction, or whatever it is. I know I totally agree though with with uh, Oisin. I think uh in in a in a context for for Tipperary I think it's a little bit of apples and oranges Colin O'Riordan was around from whenever they got back training he was back he was helping out he was involved in drills he was whatever and his was an employment decision until he got released uh I think John O'Mara's was 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 a personal decision he picked hurling over football and you got to respect that as well um and you know Look, look at the cohesiveness, look at the unity, look at the enjoyment that Tipperary have, have got. And David Power has fostered that, right? And that's, that's something strong going into this weekend. And whilst, you know, it's, 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 it's Russian roulette to sort of say, yeah, we could add an extra body in here. But if it, if it took away 1% of it, then Tipperary won't be the team that we saw in the monster final.
0: I want to ask you as well that's the, Connor Sweeney was interviewed on the field after the Munster final and he was totally calm totally relaxed and he said about the game I really enjoyed it it was a really enjoyable game now he hadn't been asked had he enjoyed it he just came up with this in the course of an interview and then I read Darrow O'Shea last Wednesday in his column in the Times and he wrote I never enjoyed it you enjoy the aftermath you enjoy sharing it with your friends and teammates and families but in the middle of it, when it's happening, it's not about enjoyment; it's about getting in, getting it done. Employment enjoyment isn't part of it. Did you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it?
1: I I will go there. Um, one thing about this is that you never think about enjoyment when you're playing the game, when you're in the game, when you're you know immersed in the middle of a, an All Ireland semi final or Munster final the last thing you're thinking about is geez i'm enjoying this here now um like 100 I, I can see where dara is coming from in that um you know the, the the enjoyment of you know tough training sessions in the winter months um and then you know like you go out and you it's all about you know the response you get from family and friends and your club and things like that and absolutely that's all part of it but um the, this is this is the importance of 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 reflecting on the reasons why you're playing football or why you're you know representing your county and what it means to you um because often often you get so caught up in in playing the game and, and not thinking about actually the reason or the purpose why you're doing it that um you know it impacts your performance and it impacts you know your ability to to achieve the ultimate i suppose in many ways but i think it's i think it's hugely important. Like Connor Sweeney, I know Connor well. I played in, with him in the international rules, and just a great, great guy. Very grounded, very down to earth. And you can just see by Connor that he just loves to kick ball. Like you know, he's he's your typical player that just you know goes out there wants to express himself. You know, kick ball all day long. And and Dara Dara is kind of a totally different player to Connor in that you know he had this kind of probably more of a rootless kind of a an, an attitude towards football and winning and being a part of something kind of, I suppose, Dara's attitude. And this is from, from just looking at him and how he played that, you know, he wanted to be part of something big, which he was. Um, and I, I think obviously Connor is the same. I'm not saying Connor doesn't as well, but what I'm saying is he like those, those type of days after Munster, winning Monster Munster final last week, don't come around too often for, for Tipperary. And, you know, the whole emotion of it and everything, I think he just, you know, really appreciated, you know, that he was involved in playing football. Um, and I think that's that's they're very conflicting comments, but I can kind of see
3: both sides of it. Like you know,
0: Oshin, did you enjoy playing matches?
3: Uh, I think I always remember before I went out on before I left the house from always from from like as far back as I can remember, my mum used to say three things to me. She said, "Don't be fighting, don't <laughs> be shouting at the referee, and enjoy the game." And Honestly, uh within the first a-
0: five minutes of a match.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we I think we learned there that Ocean doesn't listen to his mother much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
0: a parenting issue here. <laughs>
3: um but I suppose yeah, um I suppose something happened in my life. I'm not gonna go into it now, but something happened in my life and then when I was 30 years of age, and I suppose in many respects, it was getting a little bit too late, but uh, it was getting later on in my career. But from that stage, I started to enjoy football. I started to appreciate it for what it was. I wasn't as locked up in, in, the, in the whole preparation thing. I wasn't trying to avoid people talking about it, all that sort of thing. I was more comfortable in my own skin. Uh, I think I was a different player you know, at 30 years of age than I had been in my 20s. Uh, my role started to change within the team you know it started to become uh, I suppose more of a leader that I hadn't been uh, and that I hadn't stepped up to the market in that time and once that changed for me uh, football changed for me and I can remember lots of occasions from 30 on that I was I on the pitch I was just going I fucking love this you know what I mean and I love being part of this and I, you know and we talked about this before lads over the last couple of weeks that uh when things are going for you, yeah, you you know they're going for you, and then you just go to town. And the other days, where nothing's going for you, you just keep you keep plugging away and you keep trying. But definitely, that just that change in my psyche, uh, from th- thirty years of age, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the games after that. I even I even enjoyed some training sessions,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, not Leave- them all though.
0: Steve, Stephen I know you had a very very successful playing career as well as did, like did you enjoy the big matches you played Connacht finals All Ireland finals did you enjoy and then in management like is it enjoyable you're, you're it's all Ireland Sunday there's 82,000 people looking at you there's immense pressure you know you're the focus of millions of people and is there enjoyment in it?
2: First of all, thanks very much for bigging up my playing career. <laughs> you know? um, uh, not sure. Um, I think uh, it's just, it's like, like, I, th- I think what Oshim was capturing there is, is that when you when when you know you're playing well, when you know you've got a bit of momentum, it, you, you you can enjoy you, you can enjoy that and you can enjoy the, the the journey as they as they call it. And I think even just referring to Connor Sweeney and um, I'm watching the game again last night. Um, I you know there was there was one or two times that the camera uh, flicked to, to Michael Quinlivan after he took a shot, and he was having he had a little smile sort smile of saying, face, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm 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 enjoying this, and I think there was part in fairness, sorry about this, Kieran, is that like the Tipperary tore out of the day, and they were on the front foot, and they were from the from the outset going the, going five one up. They were saying, actually, all we spoke about in the week up, it's coming through here. There's an opportunity. This is this is coming, and and they could you know ride on the top of that wave. Um, going back to myself, uh, I really enjoyed sort of the the, the sessions, the, the the coaching, the the management, getting the team ready. Um, you know, the on the pitch, eighty two thousand. Uh, yeah, it's it, it can be lonely uh, out there, but um, there was a lot of good days uh, out there as well uh, as a manager. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's way too emotional to 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 as a manager on the sideline to say that you enjoy that. And that's a club. I think that's that. Uh, you're you're just caught up too much in the game to have any What's other. What the bravest thing the that league? you
0: did in picking a team? What's the bravest thing you did?
2: Changing the goalkeeper before an All Ireland final replay. That was that. That I I absolutely understood the consequences uh, of that decision. From what what would the noise be? outside like I suppose other people might say switching Aidan O'Shea maybe to full back in the in the All-Ireland semi-final that again both decisions were somewhat maybe calculated there were yeah there's an element of risk in it but my own sense was uh we 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 judged what, what what not doing it would say as well um I think in 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 that also it was around um as the leader, as the manager, knowing something going into the game and sort of sort of forgetting about it or not addressing it, or that I'd actually have left the team down, I would have felt on the morning afterwards if we hadn't done something, and and that that in, in some ways might be seen as brave, but but. Um, I, I typically wouldn't have, have, have seen them as being brave. I would have just felt, and I would still feel, without having to defend them, uh, as being the right and balanced decisions. But the result will always give a sense of, oh, it was the right thing or wrong wing. So some people might say, oh yeah, it worked out grand when you put O'Shea to full back and you change the goalie and you lose by a point, th- that it isn't. But there's, there's always a lot more to it than that.
0: And is there, is, there, is there something in your head that you would like to have tried? And you just didn't do it. Is there any one thing that that that, that hangs out there? Um,
2: I, I suppose um the All Ireland f- final in 2016 and the drawn game, right? Um, the Alan Dillon was going really well for us in in in, and he came on and he scored a point and he was getting into the bits of space that were creating in in, in that final 20 minutes, and he was on the ball and everything, and he ended up going in for a ball in the square and he actually cracked a bone in his foot and we never realised it actually until we thought he, he had actually impeded him going into the replay as well but I think if we had had a fit Alan Dillon on the field in that last 20 minutes for, for the full period of the 20 minutes I think we had doubled enough on the back foot that we'd have created another couple of chances and we ended up having bringing a sub on and then having to take them off and using another sub um, in, in, in those terms and, and that would have been something that I would have liked to be uh, seen us being able to follow through on.
0: Okay, speaking of Dublin, uh, this is Usheen McConville's guide to how to beat Dublin.
3: Uh, I know people are probably listening on, on uh, through the headphones and are probably not seeing the pictures, but I've actually got bags under my eyes because uh, <laughs> I'm not setting up against them. But uh, when I was given this task, and so what I did was I went re- referenced and uh Steven's team and I went referencing what Kerry did last year and uh, there's one common denominator with the teams that have uh, that have got close to Dublin and that is that they have had to basically go at it basically push up go man to man like uh, 2016, 2017 2019 okay that's the only times well actually uh, we had a reference point for it in 2003 when we played Dublin in a backdoor game. Now, I know I'm going back quite a bit, uh, but Stephen Cluxton was sent off that day for throwing a kick at uh, Stephen McDonald. And other than that, I suppose, when have I seen him? Uh, the feathers ruffled very few and far between, but it has happened on a couple of occasions. And just before half time in the drawn game against Kerry. It was not going well, um, as far as uh, as Clarkson was concerned, and um, and, and I think that Calvin did a, a very good job on on Donegal's, uh, well, not a very good job, but they did a job on on Donegal's kickouts, um, even though the stats uh, don't exactly uh, live up to that, but um, they definitely had Pat and Ruffle a little bit, and I think that uh that was a lot simpler to do that in the athletic grounds than it will be in Croke Park. I think there is a lot more expansive uh, spaces. I think also um, just to cut down those spaces and, and to do what they were trying to do against Donegal, I think will be tough. Um, but I, I still don't think there's another way around it. Uh, if you look at even the last couple of games, you look at me when they pushed up, what did, what did Clucks knew? He kicked that ball over the top. Um, into uh, oh, Con- was, Con- 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 O'Callaghan. Con- O'Callaghan. Uh, about on about three occasions, okay. Um, but I still think that Calvin have to take the risk and have to push up. Uh, if they lose it, they have to get bodies behind the ball. Um, I think matchups for me are key, and they may not have full say in all the matchups. But I think Faulkner is the obvious one for Kilkenny. And I think if he can clamp down Kilkenny, the good thing for Cavan is that Kilkenny is playing a lot more of his football inside. Uh, I like him inside. I really like him inside. He he seems to go for the juggler a lot, but I think also Cavan will want Faulkner in that position. Uh, A couple of last-ditch tackles against Donegal. Uh, He's fairly comfortable in the air. He's very comfortable on the ball coming out. He's not going to give it away. Um, and I think if they can get pay, play Killian Clark as close as possible, um, to, the, to that area, so I know you know you'd want them to start at center half back, but if, if possible, um, just to play him as a withdrawn center half back or sort of in that role between the full, full forward line, full their full forward line and our and a half forward line. The big thing for me is in the middle of the field, I think, uh you're going to have to get Killian uh, Brady to try and do a job on, on Brian Fenton. And, uh, you know, you see what Jack Barry has, has done them in the past, uh, albeit for 35 or or 40 minutes of the game. Uh, I think Brady has the, has the, um, the energy and uh, the single, the single mindedness to do that job Uh, selfless. It's a bit of a selfless job. It's interesting, you know, Stephen can have a chat with this, but it's interesting what uh, they did to um, Michael Langan. Michael Langan spent a lot of the first half of that game in his own defense, uh, defending. They had uh, put Br- Br- uh, Killian, Killian Brady on him. And he had retreated into his own full forward lane. Langan picked a lot of ball up. In fact, until uh, Brady went off with the black card, he didn't pick up, Langan didn't really pick up any ball. He started having influence then and and Donegal uh, really got on top. But I think you see Langan and you see Fenton... Obviously, I think Fenton's way, way further down the road. I think he's he he obviously commands a lot more respect in the middle of the field. He he plays more as a traditional midfielder. He's box the box. He gets up. You know, he likes to get on the end of things. But I think that he 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 could have the possibility that he could do a similar job on him. Uh, and the next job then is James McCarthy, and that's the one that that's the one that worries me, because uh, I do think that they, there's an. I, Like, in my head, I'm thinking, Gerold McKernan is such an important player for Cavan. Is John Small just going to go to him and do a John Small job on him? Or would they put James McCarthy on him and possibly hurt him going the other way? Because that's what McCarthy has done on numerous occasions. So that's more or less the uh, 3 matchups that I would like to see. And then... Opportunities. So if you look at the drawn game, you look at the penalty miss from Guinea. you look at uh, the, the couple of opportunities in the midst early on, you look at the leash game, you look at the fact that they hit the post with the first attack, you look at me, they should have scored a goal from the first attack. You look at all those things and you think, Cavan just need to be ruthless and take all their opportunities. They had six wides in the first half against Donegal. They won't get away with that again you won't get away with fisting the ball over the bar. And in fairness, Martin O'Reilly went through at the end and people say he should have fisted the ball over the bar. Well, he didn't fist the ball over the bar and that is good preparation for the dubs because if you're if you true and goal and you fist the ball over the bar against the dubs, then you're already losing. And I think they need to take every single opportunity they get. Um, but that's as far as setup is concerned. I think they need to push and press the kick out. And he, I think they can't afford to play Gallagher a full forward. I think they're going to need to play him in the middle of the field because he's so strong in that area. Um, and I also think that uh, as soon as that ball is over the head, they need to get bodies back and they need to get in and fill those spaces. And I think they need to stay in the game as long as they can that is a very, very difficult thing to do against Dublin. And, uh, and I suppose, you know, if you can get uh, clucks and rattled, which again, you know, I know I've named four or five occasions there, but that's four or five occasions in 100 games. So, you know, when you, when you look at it in that context, it's not a lot. Um, I just think that, you know, Kevin need to, like, you look at Kevin the last day, you know, when when Donegal really pushed and pressed the kickouts, um, you know, the Donegal won a lot of break ball and Cavan can't afford for that to happen, especially in their own half, because because they just the, Dublin just breaks so quick and hurt you so quickly. But I, I do think I actually do think that Cavan can be competitive in this game. I really do, because I think, think do you think I Kevin, think, will I think it's better. more to do. I think it's more to do with mindset. Yeah. I think it's it's all to do with the Cavan mindset now and how they feel about going into this game and. They've been in the position where they've been written off. So, you know, rele- we talked about this before relegation to Division III, uh, going into the morning game underdogs, eight points down. You know, uh, you know, you look at the down game, same thing against that. They didn't play well against Antrim. Tony Gall, the last day, looked as if they were on the rack and to stay in the game, stay in the game, and then bang, you know, they finished very, very strongly. Madden, big thing about whether they start Madden or not. Uh, I'd like. Personally speaking, I would like to see him come off the bench. I think he's more of an impact off the bench. Um, and I think, you know, when the game breaks up a little bit, I still think, touching at straws, but I still think that, that that Dublin full-back line can be got at lads, if if, if you are, uh, if, if it's sustained pressure, with some sort of sustained pressure. Are, are they going to deal with, a, with a, two high balls in, in, in the first half? Yes, they'll deal with it, but... Can they deal, deal with sustained pressure? And that's what it needs to be. And if it's sustained pressure, then I think there is a, an opportunity there for, for Calvin. But I do think that Calvin will be um, will feel comfortable. They look more comfortable on the ball as they went through the Ulster Championship. And I think they can be very competitive in this game.
0: Kieran, would you like a go at that Dublin full-back, Len? Um
3: I guess I would, yeah. I guess I would,
1: yeah. Um... It's uh, it's a it's a it's a tough one, like because I I'd agree with O'Sheen there, um, in relation to Cavan's chances. Uh, just over the last number of weeks, their their exposure to really good contests, um, momentum is with them. Um, I, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Cavan to break the game into the four quarters, including the the water breaks, um, and to, to actually break Dublin down and take an approach that, you know, the first quarter becomes hugely, hugely important. As it is for, for many teams, but for this particular game in Crow Park, All-Ireland semi-final, everything on the line, um, you know, first quarter, third quarter, hugely important. But then the last quarter, it's a case of, you know, who's going to push on, who's going to get over the line. And and Cavan, in my opinion, have had that. They've been tested often enough this year that they'll get a good response coming into the last quarter um and 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 just looking like we we, we spoke i think we might have spoken with dublin's discipline on uh, on every podcast but it was just to try to get try to get some part, form of a weakness in the team but um like if Kevin go out with that controlled aggression um and they're in their face from from the moment the ball is thrown in like obviously from Kevin side of things they can't afford any black cards they can't afford any ill discipline from dublin's side of things you know an early black card for example or you know a full full back or a cornerback on a yellow card it it just it just puts a little bit of edginess around where Dublin can go to because they do push the boundaries in relation to you know that edginess and, and how they compete but if you win that battle early on i think Cavan have a huge opportunity um but i think O'Shea on the matchups there O'Shea spot on you know, I think they're the ones that they, they need to go for, they need to go after and they need to target key players. Um, but I certainly see them um with a huge opportunity um at the weekend and and first the first ten minutes will prove crucial in this game.
0: Yeah. Stephen, um why did why did Kevin beat Donegal?
2: Thanks, Paul. <clears throat> part of uh, part of my rehabilitation was not having to deal with that question. Uh, why, why did they, um, I, I think, as 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 Oisin said, um, you know, and I say this with absolute respect for for, for what Kevin did, absolutely worthy deserving winners in the the game against us. But I think when the opportunity was there for us to to drive on and create a bigger gap. We just didn't do it. We were waiting maybe for too many, sort of looking left and right of ourselves to, to, to do it. I think we went three points up, um, started second half, one or two opportunities to, to move that to five or six points. And I think that's what Dublin do. Dublin don't go looking, you know, as much as people talk about them being ruthless and, you know, what, you know they have an eye for goal, they actually make the scoreboard work first. And that chance comes well it's perceived to be easier um and you know we, we we left and and i suppose we left kevin in the game kevin stayed in the game as well like you know they they worked extremely hard they put uh, our forwards under a lot of pressure there'd be things that we wouldn't be happy with we weren't as cohesive as we we'd been probably in the two games previously and you know when you when you're knocking that door hard enough uh luck fell on their side and deservedly so you know they were they weren't they were they, they weren't the favourites coming in um, that doesn't mean anything but I think they, they, they deserved that bit of luck and um, fair play to them they took it And, and Could you and see yourselves losing
0: before that game? Could you actually see yourselves losing? Could
2: you see yourself I, I don't that's not a mindset I, that, 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 that you would get into um, I, I I suppose I expected us to play to a to, to a high standard um and and in that um, do I think we're always going to be better than the last set? that's what you' that's what you strive as a coach and the management team to say right last week was a, a, a standard or we want to go to a1 standard we want to that that's now our ceiling, we want to break that and go on but you know human nature and that allows that sometimes you don't always and and, and again we, we reference back to Dublin and we haven't seen it this year but At times, when Dublin weren't possibly at their best, they have that uh, uh, ability to get the job done, and that would be the disappointing thing. And I know that um, you know it's something that's been labelled at us in Donegal that we haven't. And I suppose I would have felt that this year, to our national league campaign, uh, to the game against Tyrone, in which we were in, we were in a pole position to win that game, gave away a, a, a poor goal, went behind, regained pushed on stuck in the game one that 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 we had sort of we were addressing those but um, you know there there's a, there's a there is that ruthlessness that we need to um, develop in in, in Donegal to, to to push us into the very very top teams
0: you're the manager who's come closest to bringing a team to beat in dublin between 2016 and 2017 what advice would you have for cavan at the weekend
2: Um, I think that, you know, one thing in relation to to looking at matchups and that Dublin aren't going to really have any surprises for you. Right. So, so I think we can all agree here, probably 14 of the 15 Dublin, right. Maybe an injury this week or whatever, but you know, they're not going to have any real surprises Uh, and you know the way they're going to play. They're not going to play with a target man. Right. They won't play with a Thomas Gallaghan-esque person there. So, you know what you know what you're coming up against. Um, now, you have to be uh, in, in that. That allows you to 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 make a reasonably good judgment on what your matchups are going to be. I think You know, if if you get too caught up, and I think you know, O'Shane call out three matchups. That, that's it. Three, four matchups. Because otherwise, you start running out of players. Because Dublin have, you know, you just start getting mind boggled with what about this and what about that? You have to be sort of true to your convictions and say, right, we've got to win here and we've got other lads in that have got to step up and win some of the more marginal uh, matchups, if you want to call them call them that. A um, couple of things is I think, uh, I don't think Cavan can afford, right, to lose as much primary possession as they did against, say, Donegal, right? Um, they they lost 40%, 40, 45% of their own kickouts. Uh, against Donegal and whilst we didn't make we, we scored four points off off them Dublin Dublin could could, could hit you for 2-2 two, two. Uh, and that sucks when you lose a score off your own kick out it's it, psychologically that starts to affect your, your team as well and and as well don't do, do a job as much as possible on Stephen Cluxton's alright but but look after Galligan's. look after Raymond Galligan's kick out, I think has, has, will have been a thing. Um, I think also, uh, one thing looking back on Dublin is uh, understanding that you're going to have to track them into every corner of the field, right? The sheer athleticism that they bring and 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 becomes for whatever reason more evident in a Crow Park setting than it does maybe when the game is blowing in Port Leash or that is that they have bodies coming from all corners, all right. And, each of their five goals this year have been goals that they scored by running the ball they haven't it hasn't been a ball played into uh, a dean rock and a runner off them or anything like that it's all been run down the middle of the field an overlap Sorry, basically and an overlap work it and i think what you're seeing from, from the, the thing i suppose uh, that that interest in the two boys will know that uh, having played inside in that is it isn't just a case that that somebody is running up the middle and if someone's waiting at the back post where there's movement inside. They, 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 they understand the co- cohesion around. There's a guy breaking the, the the top of the D here. I'm just going to peel off my man a yard or two. If it opens up for the guy coming through for the shot, fair enough. If not, I'm going to get the slip pass. I'm going to pam it into the back of the net. I'm going to do the Dean Rock, get it and just slide it in on the floor. And it, it's this game for, for as Ushin says, if Kavan are to... Um, maintain a competitiveness throughout this. They have to have an enormous work rate. Now, work rate can be a buzzword, right? And can be bandied out here and there. But it means absolute blood, sweat and tears and be relentless in that, right? You can't afford to take a break. You switch off for a second, right? And James McCarthy will have looped in behind you or Conor Callan will have gone in the back door. Um, And also, I think coming back as well to the matchups. Is that if you get too caught up in the matchups, Dublin have the flexibility within their players to be able to move players around. So um, if if uh Kavan are getting some success, we say on Kieran Kilkenny at being a, at center forward, I've no doubt they'll move him into full forward. All right. And they can move Khan outside, or they could move Dean Rock to center forward where he's played with his club. Um, you know, they have the pieces of uh, they have that fluidity and flexibility within their, their their setup to put you again on the back foot or make you think again in the middle of uh, in the middle of the battle and and Cavan need to be ready for to be able to deal with those as well.
0: The, if we can go now to, we do this every week, Stephen. Where we, the lads have I've had an absolute nightmare, by the way, so far. In this, this well, at first. least we mm-hmm.
3: knew Desi Fire was over. Uh, a <laughs> yeah. in
0: We're out. actually. I so take that now? I have this sorted. I have this sorted <laughs> with Larry. This is me and Larry. on Greg. <laughs> <laughs> all done. Um, so, so let's do this. Ushin, you can go first on this. Uh, Mayo Tipperary. Who's going to win and by how much? Uh, I,
3: I think Mayo are going to uh, just and uh, I'll give you a, a couple of reasons, and the two of them are in the full four line. Killian O'Connor, uh, I think he's playing as well as he ever has. I think uh, he looks very, very dynamic. And you know what? I tell you what he looks. He looks to me fresh, and I don't know whether it's because of the team of year or the, or the way the club went from or whatever, but he just looks like a lad who's enjoying football again, and and like his work rate is. F- Phenomenal, always has been to be fair, but his work rate is phenomenal. Tommy Conroy is the other one because Tom, when I looked at Tommy Conroy, first of all, when I seen him coming into the setup, I thought, perfect traditional corner forward. Uh, but there's going to be days where Tommy is not going to be just there for Tommy. And I thought, I know he was taking off the last day, but I thought the fact that he was able to go deep and, and connect things and and uh, and, get, and it showed a bit of a different side to his game. He's playing with huge confidence. You know, and uh, he likes to t- he likes to take it in where it hurts, and I, I, like, I, I just like him and I just think they're the two reasons for me and I think the likes of Conor Sweeney just won't have it uh, as handy as he had it against Cork. So um, for those reasons, I'm going to go Mayo to win by f-
0: three. Kieran?
1: Yeah, I, I would say Mayo, uh, three to four points. um <laughs> based based purely off their pace. Um their pace and their I think they'll go for the juggler early. I think they'll go for their goals. Um I think that'll be a big on Mayo's plan going into the game. Um I do think like just and and uh, with Mayo and Stephen touched on it earlier, their ball from we'll say five to eight or seven to eight, or you know, they're coming from we'll say number four to six, that ball from what outside to inside. Um, Will cause Mayo to to do wreck against Tip, I think Um, Tip can't allow that to happen But I think Mayo will go for that And I think with the likes of Durkin and McLaughlin Very, very hard to stop I think Mayo just will will edge a treat for
0: Stephen
2: Yeah, I'm not going to shock you Um, (laughs) I think Mayo by four um, Or at least four, actually Um, I think... the, the, the concentration on, on Michael Quinlivan and, um, and Conor Sweeney uh, is, too, is, is too high. I think Mayo have the, have the bodies to be able to create those matchups and still have options coming from their defence. I don't think their defenders will be tied down by, by, that, by uh, those jobs. And uh, I think just as well, the Mayo intensity uh, that, they, that they'll bring and that athleticism, uh, again, will be something that I don't think Tipperary will have come across uh this year between National League and the Championship.
0: Dublin Kevin Oshin.
3: Uh I think Dublin will win the game. I think you know no shock in that, but I do think that Kevin are going to be hugely competitive. Uh interesting the point that that Stephen made on the on the goal chances that they're creating because probably prior to 2016 uh they weren't putting really putting those chances away, and uh, it's only recently that you know you feel as if every time they do the you know Fenton comes through the middle and ships it off to the left or the right that they're going to stick those chances away. Before it, like if, I don't know if you remember <clears throat> Michael Michael Dara McCauley going through you know, shipping to Bernard Brogan, getting blocked off. You know what I mean? That was a regular occurrence in every game and you could see the frustration in players. I think they've changed that. There seems to be a lot more cohesion in the way they finish things and I think goals have been crucial to them in the last couple of years and I think they'll be crucial again at the weekend. I'm going to go Dublin by five. Kieran? I'm going to go a bit closer. i got got Dublin Dublin
1: to win the game but by two to three. Um, I think Kevin will have a lot of homework done on Dublin, how they play. Um, and again, in relation to to defence uh, and Dublin getting goals, oh, Sheen touched on it there, but like the, the simplest things of not letting a guy step inside, you know, keeping keeping Dublin out in the wings, making them look for that loop ball and defending that loop ball. I think giving him the opportunity to come back inside and get McCarthy off the shoulder, coming down the middle of Crow Park is just a nightmare situation for, for any team to be in, but for Cabinet the weekend. Um, but I think they'll have their homework done. I think they'll tighten it right up down the middle of the ground. Um, but I, I still think Dublin will just be able to have that, I suppose, that class in many ways to be able to just keep chipping away at the, at the scoreboard and, and, uh, yeah, two to three points,
0: Stephen.
2: Uh, yeah, another clean sweep on Dublin. Um, to be honest, you look, know, I think really at the at semi final, it's always about winning them, the margin will be. Will 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 mean very little, I think, come 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 Sunday morning. Um, but I think there's 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 two things that, uh, if if Kevin can get the game as competitive and stick in it for as long as possible, I think that's the impact. of Dublin's bench then becomes a really there's there's so many game winners and so much experience coming off that bench. Cormac Kevin McManaman, uh, they, they have defensive experience on it as well. Paul Mannion, Michael Clare McCauley, you know. They have they have just that experience and impact off the bench to to get them through uh, if it turns into a tight battle. But I don't think it'll be as tight as the lads.
3: And I think I think they have brilliant administrators as well to get Cormac Costello off on that red card. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I genuinely do. I think that's a, you mightn't think that's a factor, but it's a factor. I'm telling you, this is it's a recurring theme. I mean, how did he get off of the how did he get off of the red card? I don't understand it. It would be you know, very interesting. The rules of
0: rules playing. What? It would be very interested to be provided. Sorry, excuse me. It would be very interesting to be provided with a full explanation for for these decisions as they're made and the logic behind them. Best luck with that. Yeah. Um, we can't finish today without talking about what's happening in Division Four. Mickey Hart taking over in Loud, Tony McEntee taking over in Sligo, Andy McGinley taking over in Antrim. It's 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 just the glamour of it all in Division Four. There should be, could be a breakaway league here, abandon the crushing <clears throat> certainty of the past. What what's this about? What's happening here?
2: I'm waiting for Oshin to which which county he's going to. He'll
3: be
0: there. Rushing, <laughs> the. Were you, ask, were you asked? Are you feeling hurt? Are you were you given? Has asked, been
3: on to you? asked? I've been knocking on every door and still can't get in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Need to ring the doorbell. Do. It, <laughs> it doesn't
3: even have to be the glamour. It doesn't even have to be the glamour of Division Four. I would go to Division <laughs> Three even. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, think, so. I think it's personally. I think it's brilliant. To be honest, I think it's brilliant because I think. Uh, you know, we're always bemoaning, like even like we're gonna. But the first thing that will be bemoaning next year when the league starts is the fact that we have no coverage, very little coverage, Division Three, very little coverage, Division Four. Um, and I think there'll be a, a sharper focus on the lower tiers now, and I think in particular, obviously, Division Four. And the interesting one for me is that, like, I know Tony Mack was interested in the Low job, I know he's interested in the Anthem job. I'm just wondering, will he go to Sligo and, and and get the bounce on both of the both both counties, both Antrim and um Antrim and Loud, and that's probably the most interesting thing for me. Uh, and but I do think it's I do think it's brilliant for the game. I think like uh, the in-laws are from from Loud, they're excited about the fact that and I haven't heard them excited about Loud football in a long, long time. They're excited about the fact that Mickey Hart is there. You know, I know trials are starting this weekend in Loud, so there's a, there's a huge focus now on, on Loud football. Uh, I take the football, obviously, in DKIT and the College there, and, you know, all the young lads are texting me saying, will you put a ward in for me and all that sort of thing. So, like, they had no interest in playing for Loud this time last year. And so even if that's only just the first part of the change that's happening, there's obviously new grounds on the way, so like i think it's i think it's important and i think it's i think it's a brilliant thing for for uh for Gaelic football in general
0: two division 3 teams are in the all ireland football semi finals if that doesn't send a message to a whole swade of different counties of what is possible <laughs> sure, surely now people must see that 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 there is a gap here
1: yeah absolutely um like <sighs> I don't know. I, I I played. I played three Division Three games this year, um, and you know, we went up to Leitrim away. Um, wasn't easy by any means. We got away uh, in the second half. Um, we had uh, played against Down at home. i um, played against Tipperary away, and like three really competitive games. Um, and I think the biggest thing for for counties um, is that. You get exposure, depending on what the your group looks like in relation to to age group, um, you know what the demographic is across the group. But it stood hugely to us, I you know. Um, speaking specifically of Cork, younger lads getting exposure at senior level that had played, we will say under twenty last year, um, playing against senior men um, as such. And I think it brought on guys a huge amount, and we saw kind of. You know that guys were off for the battle against Kerry. Obviously, things didn't work out against Tip, but put us in a really good spot um, to face. You know, one of the best teams in the country. Um, and I think I think people will start to take those leagues a little more seriously. You know, um, you know it's it's great to see it's great to see two Division three three teams in, in all Ireland semi finals at this stage of the year.
0: Stephen,
2: yeah, um, I think similarly to, to what Ocean said, I'd be I'd be really excited to see what. Obviously, I know. Tony McEntee and Joe Kane and in Sligo uh, very well from our time in Mayo. Uh, I'm delighted that 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 Tony has got back into the intercounty scene. Uh, he'll be very very good. Um, and then you've got obviously the experience that Mickey Hart is bringing. Uh, obviously Enda McGinley, these guys who have been um, proven winners as 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 players and Mickey as a winner. I think them spreading that outside of their own county uh, is 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 going to be. Really important. I obviously I don't know the two Tyrone guys very well, but I know Tony when he when he, when he gets into it can be very passionate um, and and can be he will certainly add a, a, a couple of inches to, to 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 Sligo. And I think you know something to what, what what Kieran was saying there last year. Sly or Donegal we operated in Division Two in the 2019, and the one team Tipperary won one game last year. And they beat Donegal, um, and they got relegated, um, and they, they didn't have it. But it just shows you that even you know outside of Division One, if you're not tuned in, you know those leagues are very. You know, there's not much between a team that can finish up in seventh or eighth, or a team that finishes in second or third. Usually, the top team, as Cork showed this year, they, they may win their six or seven games, but I tell you, there isn't a lot. There's not a lot between usually who finishes second sort of usually on the last day of the, the, the year and the team that finishes seventh. So um, it, 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 there's going to be a lot and, 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 and Division 3 is going to be seriously competitive uh, for next year and thankfully we're avoiding we're avoiding those trips around the country.
0: Oshin, what will the Sligo players be in for from Tony McEntee? Uh,
3: I was told once that there's a, there's a... There's a fine line between honesty and brutal honesty. Uh, well, they're going to find out what that fine line is because there will be. Uh, I'm sure Stephen, back me up on this. There's going to be a lot of brutal honesty, mm-hmm. and uh, there'll be a lot of home truths and a lot of. But it, like, have you received those home truths as as, Yeah, I have received them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I played under under Tony Mack, believe it or not. Even though uh, he's younger than me, but I played on. I played under Tony Mack, and, and if I needed to get it, I got it. And uh and I I think you know, but don't get me don't get confused with the fact that like you know the, the message is, is well meant and 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 the messages you know that he's delivering are crucial. Um and maybe he delivers them in a different way to other people, but the way he delivered it to me was quite direct. <laughs> That's well, just yeah, answer. it's his it's
2: his feature. He he is a straight talker, but he ain't talking no. waffle, you know. Uh it'll be to the point. Um, there's that South Armad tone in it where, where he, he get, he, he, he'll draw the attention of the room and I think that, that um, those that want to follow will, will, will find themselves better footballers um, at the end of that uh, you know at the end of the season there's, there's a lot for them to be at how, how, what they should be expected is if they want to get on <laughs> his good side he's, a, he's fond of the cup of tea and biscuits
3: Jamie Dodgers uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he likes his biscuits
0: Crucial information. One last question before we go to be answered in one word. Who will win Division 4 next year? Ushin? Sligo. Kiran. Load. Stephen? I'll go with Sligo. I'm, I've written all that down. We'll be back to check mm-hmm. next year. We, and we'll be back next Monday to review the semi finals. And with huge thanks to Renault for, for getting us here, we'll talk to you lads again next week. Thanks a million. Thanks, Pat. Now we've got to start out, and you and me have to have a long chat now. About I <laughs> if... With Renault,
1: official car partner of the GAA, taking the passion of a nation to a whole new
0: gear. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.